absolute lollipop. He's been able to advance. It's in the air. This is going to be out. Straight down his throat. Oh, he's dropped. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Oh, he's knocked him over. What a ripper. What a good piece of bowling. Ronaldo! Welcome everybody. This is the Student Athlete Podcast. I am Santosh, a cricketer, pursuing a degree in Bachelors of Commerce. And I am Sriram, a baller pursuing an ICT degree. And we are your hosts. Hello and welcome everybody. You are listening to the Student Athlete Podcast. In today's episode, we have an interesting guest for you. He is a cricketer. He has been named in the Hyderabad Ranji Trophy Probables for the year 2019 and 20. For those of you guys who don't know what Ranji Trophy is, it is the highest level of interstate competition in India. He has also represented Hyderabad in the BCCI Interstate Tournament in the age category of under 16, under 19 and under 23. He is a wonderful writer. He has written three books so far, not on cricket, but they are a bunch of poems. Right now, he is pursuing his MBA in the Bhavan's Vivekananda College, Hyderabad. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Mohul Baumik. Hello, Mr. Mohul. Thank you so much for joining us and to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The pleasure is all mine. So, Mohul, how have you been uh, spending your time in quarantine? Uh, I'd like to think that I've been spending it constructively. I don't know how successful I've been, but look, there's only so much you can do at home. So, being a regular sports person who's used to spending most of his time outdoors, it's been a very difficult time. But -hmm. then you also appreciate what kind of a challenge that it has posed across the world. So, you need to appreciate that as well. Because this has been, this pandemic has caused a lot of destruction across the world. Yes. So, if I'm looking at it from a very selfish point of view, then yes, I've struggled. But, uh, look, it's it's only been for my own benefit, this lockdown or the, or the quarantine. So, I have no complaints mm. if I look at it from a wider perspective. That's nice. So, how is your like, routine yeah. going on? What do you do when you wake uh, up? Like when you wake up and I've been trying very hard to stick to a routine actually, although it isn't cooped up indoors all day for what's been like March, April, May, it's fourth month, so four months mm. of no outdoor activity at all. So I try to get up early in the morning, do a bit of my physical workout, although I don't have any or dumbbells at home, so I try to do a bodyweight workout. Then mm-hmm. I go about studying a lot. The, the, mm-hmm. I have found a lot of time for studying, for pursuing my other interests now that I'm indoors. Then I try to do mm-hmm. a little bit of, uh, you know, shadow practice, other skills of cricket. Yeah. Only that really helps. Can, that really helps. Shadow yeah. practice. can be done at home. So, you know, that mm-hmm. you're not stepping out outdoors. So, it's been very monotonous. But... See, you can't really help it. You just try to make the most out of it. And that's all I guess. True, true. 
so uh, what kind of books have you read have you read any books in the quarantine and what about those yes of like, course of course I, I i like to think that i'm a voracious reader so i i read a lot and in between mm-hmm. when the lockdown was in place i couldn't really get my books delivered to my home so i had to reread the books i had earlier with me but after the mm-hmm. lockdown was lifted uh, two of books could be completed again and i i've read quite a few interesting books i i was reading upon the history of jammu and kashmir and the exodus of kashmiri pandits in 1991 i wow i was reading about that history and then later i moved on to a book on the country of nepal which actually i visited earlier this year okay uh, but i didn't then wow. know a lot about nepal so i i i bought a book called kathmandu by thomas bell and been very interesting yeah. so after i finished reading that now i've uh, started reading books on the history of hyderabad actually so that <laughs> that's been my latest uh, you know interest in the long so yeah reading yeah. a lot is the only thing i don't as much as we like reading books uh, you know uh, rereading books is actually uh, it's very helpful in a way because sometimes when we are actually reading the book for the first time we may not note down all the points but you know sometimes when we reread the books i think uh, we will get to know points which we might have actually missed out what do you say true true i completely agree with you especially with non fiction books you can go back to them and reread and uh, you know note down or jot down points which you may have missed earlier but i don't think it's the same with books of fiction because once you know what the story is going to pan out then mm-hmm. you know, yes interest to read it again just how it is with a movie that you can't really watch a movie more than twice or thrice even if it's that good mm. if you know the story mm-hmm. then really go back to it all if but it all depends actually if you if you're intrigued by the literature if you're intrigued by the style of writing then maybe you'd like to go back which i did actually in when when i when i couldn't get my books delivered to home so i i went back to a series uh, a crime thriller series uh, mm-hmm. which features a detective john rebus It's okay. been written by a Scottish writer called Ian Rankin, and I like I, I like his writing, his style of writing a lot. So I went back to him, and I discovered a lot of hidden gems. Wow. I discovered, I I like this style of writing and the, and the devices that he used in his writing. So that oh. has been. Although I knew the story, I, I although I knew how the story was going to pan out, and it's it's actually a big negative if you start reading thrillers because. Uh, once you know what the climax is going to be like, or what's going to happen in the next stage or the next round, then it's no real fun. But then That's, it depends yes. on how much you appreciate the writing style. Hmm. Right. So uh, coming back to your books, you have written three books. Uh, I would like if you would name them yourself. So what made you write those three books? Ah. Uh, so the books that i've written my first book which came out in april 2019 was called this means war which was my first book that i wrote and another came out two months after that in the same year in last year in 2019 it was called an audience of one it was again a collection of poems and this year on in april 2019 on 2nd april i got and my third book got published it was called soak to the skin and it's again a collection of poems Mm-hmm. so the idea behind writing books or getting published was that i 
always used to write poems right from a very young age so that mm-hmm. that was a passion it was a thing i really liked doing so mm-hmm. over these years i had a lot of poems accumulated in my you know files or folders wherever so mm-hmm. my first came out of that collection my first two books actually came out of those collections of poems which i had written all these years ago from i, I was 20 when my first book got published okay so for I, i i probably started writing poems when i was 10 or 11 years old wow so, wow the poems collected over this period of say 9 or 10 years they were mm-hmm. around 50 uh, 50 50 plus 50 so say 100 poems approximately mm-hmm. they got published in the first two books that is why the first two books came out you know quite one after the other so one was in march and the other was in may june mm-hmm. and the third book which came out this year was written by me when i started in last, last year in june and then i finished uh, my final oh, my target was publishing another 50 so i came up to this year so that that's how my third book came about luckily mm-hmm. i've been the uh, first uh, two out of those three books have featured on amazon bestseller list so i've been wow 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 and that's wonderful to my readers that way because i i couldn't really see myself uh, doing this because i'd already always pictured myself as being a sports person or as a cricketer as huh. was yeah always pursuing outdoor activities and i couldn't really associate myself with doing such intellectual activities but luckily it came about and and i'm thankful to my readers that it has been accepted so well yeah. that's that's that, amazing that's been a blessing Yeah. So, uh, where do you keep a target or you know a deadline? You know, I should complete a so and so poem by this, like ten poems by the next three months. So, I don't know. I too write sometimes, but it's only when uh, you know I feel something. You know, uh, there's an experience I want to share in po- poetically. So, let's say you give like, like how do you write poems? Like. I know you have written uh, you uh, like many poems over the years and that's how you collected them into a collection of poems and then gave away but when you don't have something to feel or experience how do you a writer's block yeah how do you do it see uh, because even i want to ask this question because even so want to ask this question because when i write blogs but uh, you know sometimes i don't get you know exactly the ideas to write a blog sometimes i try hard but you know it go it goes futile so how do you do it see that, that's the beauty of it actually if you're writing poems you don't need to set yourself a deadline or try to finish a target by so and so dates because that's the beauty of it you're not pushed by deadlines you're not writing a crime thriller or you're not writing a romantic fiction story that you have to give twists and turns to your story or you have to finish your plot by so and so date poems are not written that way if you try to bring in a mechanical element to writing poetry then it's not going to happen because it mm. doesn't happen that way it's it, it's as simple as that because poems True. are not written in a mechanical way at all it's it's only it it only happens when you felt something or when you're truly or deeply moved by something which exactly. may happen in your may have happened in your own life or you may have experienced it from some other way so that's how right. it is so that is number 1 and number 2 even if you're stuck without ideas or without just struggling to put words on paper 
then i think that is what distinguishes someone who's really passionate or really going to do this rather i hmm. don't know what term to use here or probably someone I, i'd rather say someone who's very dedicated then that's the beauty of it if a poet who doesn't you know experience something on his own and hmm. yet produces a masterpiece then hmm. that's true genius because you've not felt anything yourself you've not experienced anything yourself and yet hmm. you've managed to conjure your imagination in such a way that your imagination has fed you those lines so that is right. that is the work of a true genius whoever achieves to do that i respect them the most because you've not because it's 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 very difficult to write about something if you have not felt about it yourself or write hmm. about something which you've not experienced yourself or is not been experienced by someone in your periphery so if you're right. managing to write about something even if you don't have ideas of your own then that's genius of the highest class then yeah. th- that shows that how 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 well your imagination has evolved how well that you can conjure stories or make up stories hmm. or because poems are stories you tell stories in verse you tell stories in rhyming lines that's all you do yes so if you're able to do that then it means that you, you're you're very observant because number one for being a poet you need to be very observant to observe or see how things are around you so that means that you've been really good at watching people or things or anything whichever topic you you want to write upon so if if you've been very observant then i don't think you're going to run out of ideas at all but hmm. even if you do the imagination because it has been fed with so many ideas is going to serve you well because mm-hmm. you're not going to run out of them because if a doesn't work then b is in place if b doesn't work then c is in place and that's your that is when your genius comes out when you know that you can do as you can write as well on a as well on xyz right so if you're able to do then that's pure genius although i don't suppose a lot of people have been able to do that i for once haven't been able to master that yet so you're speaking about genius all right uh i'm sure that you love john mayer right wonderful yes Huge so fan. you know the songs he writes is wonderful his poetry his lyrics and everything means makes so much sense and you'd also Great accept man. that he has written a lot of songs on loneliness heartbreaks uh and everything because that's why I'm a huge fan huge fan of his yes so i think you Great must man. have heard his uh tour where the lighters where he mentions one thing yes yes he yes. tried every approach to life i guess the song was bold as love which was a jimi hendrix yes. cover yes and he says that he tried Correct. every approach to life but he also shut down himself to get the genius out he mentions this saying that if i become mad before the genius or if i become that's how the genius comes out in lines somewhere that so so do you think shutting someone out and uh, being lonely being isolated like uh, for example like in ninth when i when we first met in school you were like a really shy and quiet kid and you admitted yourself so do you think that helped you become a cricketing genius you are right now look first of all i don't consider myself as a cricketing genius yet so anyhow, for us yes i think yet. you are no 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 no, no, no. speaking of speaking of mohul speaking of mohul you know the first thing that comes to my mind is you know a perfect person exactly i a perfect i just person. remember a smile <laughs> exactly <laughs> that guys are too kind 
you know see uh, no disrespect to other cricketers and other person but you know a few people when you look at them when you hear the name you know uh, the definition of a perfect man you know uh, that's what how i look at mohul <laughs> you guys are too kind <laughs> but yeah like even when my friend like our mutual friend told us that you came to our school it's our school now i mean <laughs> when you came to st andrews <laughs> when you came to st andrews it was just for cricketing so like and you were too good that time i remember people saying that you and sohel get down it's mohul 50 and sohul 100 mohul is scoring 50 and i used to check the newspapers too cuz i was really inspired and i just wanted my name to come once in newspaper and it did and i flipped off but then i remember yours was always around 50s you know your mean was around 50s so do you think isolation helps from you know helping to get you getting lonely helps cuz john may said that he didn't help him but what do you think you must have experienced this right if i say it from my perspective then i think yes it does and because the sort of thing that john may says and i agree with him is that when you're lonely or when you don't have too many things or too many people to worry about or care about then the only thing that worries you or you know concerns you is you there's mm. nothing else to be worried about so when that happens and it, it it's it's much easier said than done it only happens mm. when you've evolved to such a level that you don't worry or you don't care about things happening around you which to some people exactly. might seem selfish True. might seem True. selfish but but to an artist or to someone who's pursuing or trying to achieve perfection or trying to achieve yeah yeah or trying to achieve hmm. in general greatness yes that is essential yes that is essential because as as john mayer said and and i uh, as you said uh, shriram then yes it's it, it, it genius comes out only when the madness within you comes out and i agree with uh, john mayer totally and it happens because See, when you're alone or when you're living in solitude then the only thing you're doing is constantly working upon yourself so it can be exactly exactly limitations you're working upon your uh, upon the things you do right and more often than not we ignore it but it's uh, the things you do right are as important as the things you do wrong so it's important hmm. to know about the things you're doing right because only when you know the know about the things that you're doing right can you actually improve upon the things that you're doing wrong and hmm. another way about right. thinking about it is when you know what your limitations are or when you know that when you know about the things that you're not good at then there's one way of avoiding doing those things say i'm but i'll give you an example say i i am particularly weak or uh, not good at playing a particular shot so there's two ways of going about it either i work day and night to try to improve my that shot of mine or in your case shriram probably mm-hmm. you know let's say if you're not good at shooting three pointers then you you either try to work day and night trying to improve your shooting mm-hmm. or else the second thing you do is you try to construct your game in such a way that you're not you know forced to play three pointers anymore so that okay. you can survive without shooting three pointers so that right. you can still score maximum points and get mm-hmm. your team on the winning side without having to shoot three pointers at all so that's another way of going about it So yes. my question here is how does that realization come about how do you know that this is something that i'm not good at and this is something i'm good at so i need to focus on what i'm good at so that comes about only when you're thinking long and hard about yourself and that comes only when 
you know you're thinking in solitude and not really lonely but you're alone yes so yes i think that, that i think at, at this point i think i need to bring uh, an example of sachin tendulkar you know uh, in the tour of 2003 4 to australia if i'm not wrong he got out uh, playing cover drives cover drives uh, in the first two test matches so what he said was i'm not going to play cover drive a particular shot and the next match he did not play a single cover drive and he got a huge 100 wow yes yes i was about to quote that uh, santosh actually uh, hmm. it was in the same it was in the 2003 4 tour to australia store of australia and tendulkar had got out playing that particular shot which is actually if anyone knows cricket is actually a bread and butter shot of every batsman but hmm. somehow right. tendulkar's balance or head positioning or footwork had been going wrong and he was constantly getting out playing that particular shot so he decided that he wasn't going to play that shot any uh, at all and what happened was in the sydney test of the same series he got his highest test score as yet it, 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 i think he scored 240 odd wow. and he did not yes, test single cover drive <laughs> and that is mental discipline of the highest kind and the thing was once tendulkar got settled he went to his 30s and 40s australia realized that he wasn't willing to play that shot and what mm. they did was they, they continuously tried to bowl at him there they tried mm. to make him play that shot but he didn't so right from his 30 to 40, 30 40s from uh, till when he got a free hand from australia and then when they re- when they realized that he wasn't going to play that shot they kept feeding him the same delivery to, so that he could play cover drives but he didn't he scored 200 more <laughs> that mental discipline of the highest kind he scored 240 runs without playing a single cover drive which is like which is the first shot that a young kid any any coach teaches you any yes. coach teaches you yes. start cover drive it is start when you are when you start playing cricket Mm. So that that just speaks of the greatness of the man. Mm. That was amazing. That is. That, see, that, eventually it boils down to how well you know your limitations. That's what Tendulkar did because it was in the middle of a series. You, he couldn't really work hard on it or try to improve it. So what he did was he took that shot out of his game. And because mm. he he knew his game so well, he could construct his innings or construct his knock around other shots. Hmm. So that comes only when you know about yourself and know about your game really well. True. That comes only right. when you're thinking about yourself, and that in turn comes when you're, you know, sitting down in solitude or alone. Hmm. So yes, that was actually very well put. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think every cricketer when they start playing cricket, uh, their dream is to adorn their state jersey and also at the same time play at the highest level. Uh, what was your feeling how did you feel when you first donned the hca jersey hyderabad jersey for people who don't know what hca is it's hyderabad cricket association yeah it, it was a wonderful feeling there's a bit of history going back actually i i was in the i first played for hyderabad in the under 16s i i did really good in the under 14s as well in the school tournaments at all but i wasn't picked somehow so i got my opportunity only a couple of years later after i had continuously scored runs in the local league which is you know the basis from where state teams are selected so although in the under 14 age group i had done really well i didn't get picked somehow then later in the under 16 category as well i somehow got runs and got picked for the state team then it was a wonderful feeling it was a feeling of relief actually because at that <laughs> point of time i saw a lot of people who hadn't scored runs or hadn't really put in performances who got picked ahead of me when i was in the under 14 so 
சிச்சுவேஷன்ஸ் system. so that's the, that was a feeling of ecstasy and you know a bit of joy as well apart from that mm. there was the pride of playing for hyderabad because you know as santosh said rightly i i, I for one when i picked up the bat or when i started first start playing cricket the only thing i ever wanted to do or i still want to do is to play mm. test cricket for india and to and the way to do that is to wear hyderabad colors or your state's colors so, right so when i when god was grateful to me that I, i could bestow the hyderabad colors in the under 16 so it was a moment, moment of deep and of course sheer joy and the pride of playing for hyderabad because a coach of the of that, that hyderabad under 16 team was mr anirudh singh as i was saying and he was a huge legend and we all used to look up to him because he did you know done a lot of good things in his career he, he was a hyderabad star he was captain of the ranji trophy team played in the mm-hmm. IPL for the Deccan Chargers so wow. we used to look up to him and it was fascinating to have someone of his stature to coach us so that was interesting and he told us before we embarked on the tournament that see there are close to 50 to 60000 people in hyderabad who play cricket wow. and you are among the chosen 15 wow. so the 15 of you have been chosen from that 50 to 60000 uh, it was 50 to 60000 back in 2013 14 I don't mm. know what the number is now but see that 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 really hit hard because when you you look at it that way that out of 50 to 60000 people you are the chosen 15 that's when the feeling of pride or you know the feeling of joy of playing for hyderabad really came out because you began you began to understand that you were really privileged that way that you've been chosen and in turn that made you work harder or do better so that you could justify your selection in the side so that you you didn't have to return shame faced or you know speak, tell other people that you couldn't really do well so that was an added motivation as well that among a city uh, among population of 50 to 60000 people who play cricket in hyderabad you are the chosen 15 so that that was a huge huge incentive i'd say true true Yeah, yeah, it was a big motivator. Yeah. Mm. So, like coming back to your poems, uh, what do you think? Or, I mean, of course, your poems uh, are your own masterpiece and your own uh, heart and soul. But there must be one from each poem, right? That you love the most, and you want the reader, especially the reader who buys the the book, to read it and relate to it, or not even yeah. relate but experience it. So, what is that? three masterpieces oh, one masterpiece from each poem or book 
I don't think it will really help to be specific as to three, you know, particular poems and masterpieces. No, I don't think they're masterpieces yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't think it really helps being specific because I've tried to write them in such a way that it it has been written from my perspective. But mm. I have to be ambiguous enough or generic enough so that the reader can relate to it themselves. That's how I've tried to create my poems, you know, so that. they don't leave a huge imprint of mohul bhomik in them so that any reader who picks it up or anyone who picks it up tries to understand mm. it or experience it in their own way that's how i've tried to create them so if mm. you're asking me to choose between uh, my poems then it's like asking your parents to choose between children because they're yeah, all my yeah i i thought i thought that would strike back and i was thinking yeah. uh, <laughs> they're all my creation and i can't really you know pick or choose between them because uh, because a lot of hard work has gone into all of them i wouldn't say that i've worked particular hard on a particular piece and i haven't worked hard on the other so true, that hasn't true. been the case so hmm. that's what it is although i have written them and there's you know a huge influence of my character or my personality in those poems i'd like to think that the reader is free to choose how he how he or she interprets it Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I think we all as batsmen uh, we go through patches when uh, we don't, you know, score uh, those big runs. I think uh, we will. We'll of course get to starts like thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. But we just can't. I mean, we will not be able to convert into a big score. Or sometimes, you know, getting the start is the hardest thing in the world. So how do you manage such lean patches how do you you know uh, how do you stick to your routines and what goes on in your mind see it's an extremely difficult phase when that's happening to you when you're not really sure about getting the runs or when you're you know batting really well in the nets but going out in games feels like you're doing the hardest thing and and in those particular times batting does feel like the hardest job in the world but it's something exactly. it's something i've learned over the years it's something that i've learned working upon myself that the only thing you can do when those is continuing the work that you've been putting in you can't you can't compromise on the effort you put in or as you said the process so the process is extremely right. important so you can't really worry too much about the result but then equally it's the same thing that happens when you get a 100 or a double 100 so you can't really stop you know putting in your efforts or doing your process even though you've got a 100 or a double 100 so in the end i think yes. it's all about you know getting a well molded or well shaped personality that happens so that, that because it really matters what kind of a person you are if you're thinking mm-hmm. that way then yes you can succeed even if you're going through the hardest of times because i like to believe that the amount of hard work you put in in practice doesn't really go waste it's always there with you although you may not succeed at the moment or maybe you're going through a lean phase maybe it's technical aberration or maybe some something in your mind that's not really helping you but the mm. amount of work or the amount of effort you've put in during practice it doesn't go anywhere so it stays with you so you may not succeed right. today but you'll definitely bear better rewards tomorrow uh, but it's 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 very easy saying it now it's it's mm-hmm. it gets really difficult when you're actually going through such a phase but i think th- that is the secret with that you can't really compromise on doing your process it's hard people around I, you don't understand nobody understands and 
right. questions to everyone tries to you know form their own judgment hmm. or pass off exactly as to why you're not doing well that you know hmm. that mohul has suffered, mohul is distracted or mohul doesn't do this well or mohul doesn't they start they start putting tags they start putting tags yes or mohul is uh, you know not putting in enough hard work or mohul's mind has got diverted hmm. people people say things and you're going to have to grin and bear it because especially in sport the only currency you have to speak to others is your performance so if you're not performing then you can't really that tell anything to the others true true but but over the years this is what i have learned that you need to you know understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you as i've said earlier hmm. so if you even if you if you're going through a lean phase and you need to keep doing those things which you did because i'm sure that even in the times when you got, used to get hundreds and you used to do the same amount of practice and the same amount of mental preparation hmm Yes. maybe maybe you've lagged lagged a little bit and only you are going to know what's gone wrong people outside may pass off judgments but they not they don't really know what's actually gone wrong hmm. only you know what gone wrong hmm. again going that if you you know stay in solitude and try to work out things for yourself then a solution is going to come more often than not true yeah. then right now like cricket is a team game right uh your yeah. single performance won't matter uh, i mean it it does matter but it's the cumulative which really matters and uh, there are people coming from different mindsets different whatever it is everyone is not like you you have a seriousness an ethic uh towards your game and how do you imbibe that seriousness for the game in a t or teammates maybe a teammates a casual that creates a like whole new problem you see you're putting in hard work since it's a team game your own hard work is not leading you to the wins you want because someone else is under performance how do you tackle that right that that's a very good question sridam actually see the thing is if you try to you know put upon your ideals or your as you said ethics or morals mm. upon others it's never going to work that that is one thing for sure wow. you can't really yeah. put put upon your you know your ideas or your whatever works for you it, it may not necessarily work for someone else wow. so that is one thing that you need to recognize so mm. if 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 say you you have an individual in your team who on the outside looks extremely casual as you said and mm. not enough you know focused or motivated enough to when you games but in the end it may be the same person who you know actually transforms into another individual once he steps into the field so True. that is what right. you need to recognize and people who build teams well who be uh, good captains or good coaches they actually recognize such individuals really well because it's not possible to have 11 individuals of possessing the same mindset the same characters or the same personality it's not going to happen it's not possible and mm. that is the beauty of life you realize that see everyone is different and that is what is so fascinating about them mm. what would be the fun if i were like you and you were like me half half the fun of life would go out of it true so that, that is the beauty of it and and that is what cricket teaches you because you're you're not playing as 11 individuals you're playing as one but one single entity and okay all right if 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 you feel that a particular individual or a group of individuals doesn't really adhere to your ideals your philosophies 
mm-hmm. then you can try to give them warnings or you can try to you know guide them in the right path although mm. the idea of the right path actually differs from one person to another True. what may be right to me may not be right to you right so that yes. is one thing that is that is one thing but more often than not if 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 people are playing at the highest level even if they're if it it doesn't really matter how they are as persons because for people who are extremely different who possess extremely different characteristics or different personalities hmm. they come together as a single entity hmm. when they step onto the field that is what sport does if if you ask me that is that that is the essence of sport true that it brings together that brings together people of you know different extre- of possessing extremely dif- different backgrounds mindsets say what you like hmm. but when 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 they are turning out for a team Then, then then nothing of that matters hmm. so that is something i've learned I, i i wasn't really you know buying into this theory when i was oh. younger but i've realized over the years that you can't you cannot really impose your ideals your philosophies on others because you you have to appreciate where the other person is coming from True. you have to know why that person is who he is True. so it may be as a right. person that he is completely different from me but when on the field or when we are batting together or when we are competing together then mm. it may turn out that he is my closest friend yes yes and it has happened at it has, it has happened mm. so that is what it is you have to appreciate where that person is coming from and more often than not you have to appreciate that not everyone can be how you are that yes. everyone is different and that is what is special about them wow wow real well said i i have been having this problem accept you just got to accept them for who they are mm. that, that's all you can you, you can only you you don't you don't have to understand them or you don't have to criticize them or you don't have to you know say bad things about them hmm. you you just have to accept them for who they are because because who are you to judge them because true true very true you get you they have to accept them for who they are hmm. so so do you think that uh, leadership is you know something which is which comes over a period of time with experience or it comes naturally well management theorists will like you to believe that leaders are born <laughs> and i agree to that a little bit okay. <laughs> but yes experience experience yes leadership is of course leadership it it is a it is a skill it is a trait which is you know born which is you know people some some people already have with them hmm. but there are also leaders who have been groomed into the job hmm. be so in essence i feel that a leader is someone who needs to understand the different personalities as i said they have to understand the different individuals making up a particular team and make different concessions or make different you know rules mm. or whatever which is which suits those individuals yes so that is most important thing in leadership i i believe so uh, this is this question uh, should the best player on the team should he be or he or she must be the captain or someone else who can balance because i think from my personal opinion the ace should do what the ace does he should not get into captaincy or leadership because that's in whole new other stress getting on to him uh huh so what do you think about this true. line that's true that's true it but in my opinion it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because see leadership skill can be person can be present in a person who doesn't contribute to the team at all or it may be present in a person who's the highest contributor so it depends mm-hmm. on the person if, if that particular person who is groomed to be a leader groomed to become the leader of the side is 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 the star performer then so be it 
if he's not then that that that's good as well hmm. and I, i like to give an example of the england cricket team in the early 70s i suppose they had this opening batsman called mike brearley okay who was picked solely for his for leading the england team so he was captain of england for uh, i don't know 7 to 8 years okay and he he wasn't really a top notch batsman he, he used to open the innings for england but he av- he hardly ha- averaged 30 to 40 and he i don't i i know for sure that he doesn't have a test century to his name but i think maybe at the most he must he must have scored probably two or three test half centuries okay. which, which which seems ridiculous and unacceptable in our times mm-hmm. but probably back then it, it it seemed good enough to england selectors and they picked him and he 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 has written a book called the art of captaincy wow which has sold like hotcakes which which had sold like hotcakes back in the 80s wow so my wow. really was famous that way that he he wasn't really a highly skilled batsman but england picked him solely for his leadership skills so what do you think uh, like captaincy differs from every sport right uh, captaincy is responsibility a captain's responsibility so what do you think uh, cricketers uh, uh, cricketers uh, i mean a captain from a cricket team's responsibility is in a cricket team see the captain is the be all and end all which is not the same in sports like football or even mm-hmm. basketball to an extent but in cricket the responsibility of a captain is highly intensified and highly elongated mm-hmm. because see when once the team steps out onto the field the captain is the only decision maker be it you know this pole or who's going to field where or deciding on which tactics to use or deciding how to make changes in the field or deciding how to you know make changes in the bowling hmm. so all these things there's only one person responsible for it and it's the captain at the most maybe the vice captain or the wicket keeper of the side can guide him mm-hmm. on what needs to be done but the captain is eventually the buck rests with the captain yeah. see it's it's a great responsibility mm-hmm. and a matter of pride as well because you're the ambassador for your team and if that team happens to be your country's side national side then rising of the cake when you are the captain of india or when you are the captain of hyderabad then you are you know the representative of india or the representative of hyderabad and, mm. and what what can give you much more pride than possibly than that true so i true. think it, it's a very demanding job but at the end highly satisfying and rewarding as well mm. yeah so uh, cricket and batting uh, both are technical technical game uh, you know also keeping in mind the mental aspect so if you could add or do one thing in your particular in your game uh, that that will give you a better chance of scoring runs every single time so what will that one thing be mm, that's a very hard question to answer because i've thought about this a lot of times mm-hmm. and there are varied answers that i come up with but this if there's one thing that you ask me which i'd like to possess which would allow me to score runs each and every time then it would probably be able to go out to bat with a blank mind every time i walk out right because even hmm. it it may not matter because if even if i had got a 100 in my previous inning or i've got out for a low score if i'm able to go out to bat with a blank mind with 
really no positive uh, with, with really no thoughts apart from positive ones then i think i'd give myself a fair shot at scoring runs every time because i think that's very important when you're positive and when you don't have any other thoughts blocking up your mind so i think that's one exactly. thing exactly i've tried my best i've tried i've tried doing that and i've i've been lucky to have you know gone out to bat having such my having such a mindset a lot of mm. times but i don't think it's humanly possible to have it every time because a lot of a lot of what you do in batting is affected by how your life off the field goes about so it's not possible for life in general to go smoothly all the time hmm. so it affects it affects how your mindset when you go out to bat but i think yes that, that would be one thing i'd like to put that having to go out with a that reminds me uh, that reminds me of a quote you know uh, um where where they say that yesterday's victories won't win you today's battles absolutely absolutely yeah, because and, the way out for a sports person is only tomorrow a sports person can never look back on yesterday true, true. the only thing a sports right. person has is tomorrow if you if, if a sports person starts looking back on his yesterdays then he's finished yeah that's true yeah you can only look back on your yesterdays for you know going back on the good things that you've done or trying to refresh your memory but apart from that no you can't live on live in the past saying that yes i've done this i've done that Mm-hmm. It's all done and done. You just can't, you just can't rest on your laurels. Exactly, exactly. That's done and dusted. What you did yesterday has no bearing on what you are today or what you're going to do tomorrow. Yes. So it doesn't matter at all. At least till the time you're and, you're, you're playing actively. <laughs> Once you're retired, you can go back to your uh, <laughs> past. Then, oh yes, we used to play. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I I would like to quote one more thing from the book uh, Shoe Dog, which was written by Phil Knight. If you're aware. Yes. Nike yeah yeah so Nike, yeah. See, he says that you know uh, the uh, the art of competing that he learned from track was the art of forgetting so when you're you you must forget your limits when you're uh, competing you must forget your doubts your pain your past you should forget the internal voice screaming begging no more one step and when it's not possible to forget it you must negotiate with it Hmm. and this is what you were trying to say right like true true absolutely i completely agree with him completely agree with him because you 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 give out your best performances only when you have a <coughs> very you know clear state of mind or when you're extremely positive hmm that that is something you need to work upon your mental aspect as well that happens more, more often than not hmm. i'd like to believe that i can do it every time so that's a challenge that's something i'd like to work upon oh uh I, so this question is about your heroes all right so who are your heroes not just you know international cricketers and other sportsmen or poets or writers but also your teammates or everyday people you see right who are your heroes yeah. and why maybe you know something in brief uh a lot of heroes when i'm growing <laughs> up my first you know sort of idol or hero if you like was rahul dravid whom oh. i you know saw and i really wanted to imbibe because more than the cricketer he was i wanted to imbibe the kind of the person he was so mm, you know right. rahul dravid is this kind of person who's more respected for his you know behavior or his personality or his characteristics more than the kind of batsman he is although his batting stats are aren't half as bad 
he has 10 he is now 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 we get now we get uh, how the mohul baumek was actually you know crafted <laughs> <laughs> so so the bat the rahul dravid the batsman isn't half as bad he has more than 10000 test runs more than 10000 one day runs but what is what is remembered for most more often than not is because of the kind of person he is and that's mm. what i really liked about him and that's how i wanted to you know turn myself into if that was possible but then i realized that it's not really possible to you know completely turn yourself into someone you like or someone you respect you can only take some of the qualities that you like from that particular person and you can you know imbibe them in yourself because in the end you're right. going to be your own person you can't be the replica of someone else mm. that's what i yes. later on but hugely respect rahul dravid haven't yet had the opportunity of you know meeting him yet but respect him a lot uh, the kind of person he is kind of cricketer he is hmm and and another thing was my it was my father who actually got me into playing cricket he he was a club cricketer of renown back in his home in delhi when wow and that, that that's that's how the bug actually got me i used to see him when i was much younger when i was 3 or 4 years old my father used to play games on weekends he used to go out and he he was a wicket keeper batsman just like me so mm. i uh, th- th- that's when i you know actually started developing an interest in trying to play because at that age you know you're not really sure about what cricket basketball or football is you, you you only want to play you want to get out of the house and you want to you know involve get involved in an outdoor activity so seeing right. my father that was my first inspiration and what later helped was that he he was the one who actually taught me the basics of the game and who you know mm. actually taught me to hold up a bat and how to you know get the basics right as in how to play the def- how to defend a ball or how to you know play the cover drive or any any other shot so he 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 he, he has been a idol or a hero to say hmm. growing up so he's been a big i'd rather use the term he has been a big you know reason for me playing cricket to say so that that has been the case and uh, uh, one counterpart one counterpart whom you love watching them play counterpart i think in hyderabad we have uh, there's, a, there's a there's a friend of mine called b revan who plays for uh, bharat mm-hmm. times limited in the league and he's yeah. someone i really admire and really like watching him bat so if if you, he's a wonderful cricketer wonderful batsman yes. and a really good person as well so there's there's him that i really like and i've i've had the pleasure of you know playing with or against a lot of players who are uh, representing hyderabad in the ranji trophy at the moment so yeah. them I, I i i like a few of them one of them uh, is mr mehdi hasan bowls uh, left arm spinner mhm yeah maybe like yeah so one one of them is mehdi hasan really respect him really like him the way he goes about things like his approach a lot of other guys as well there's rohit raidu and there's danny direct friends mm. So a lot of these guys, they have been, you know, and of course Hyderabad's legendary Akshat Reddy, who used to, who, who, who was our hero when we were growing up. The man. Yes, yes, he was the leading run scorer for Hyderabad in the Ranji Trophy. So he, he mm-hmm. was one of our heroes when we were going growing up, and I've had the privilege of actually playing against him, and I've actually had the privilege of scoring a hundred against his side in the league last year. so that was a real wow. watershed moment because you know we'd uh, we'd all grown up watching akshat reddy or uh, you know reading about akshat reddy in the papers reading about how good he was 
and to actually have had the opportunity to playing alongside him or rather I I I got the opportunity of playing alongside him in the Ranji Trophy probably last year as well. But in, wow. I played against him in the league, mm-hmm. and I I mm-hmm. thankfully I got a hundred, and he came up to me after the game and he said, "Well played," and that was sure. a, a touching moment because we'd all grown wow. up. Of we course, were, of course. All, he he was a hero of us, so yeah, that, exactly. that was a real watershed moment to have you know you know display your ability <laughs> or display your talent in front of Akshat Reddy. So that yeah. was a very big moment because. We'd all grown up reading about him, watching him on television, watching him in the IPL, going to the hmm. stadium and watching him. So he he was a big inspiration. And there's one particular individual I like a lot in Hyderabad cricket, who's unfortunately no longer in Hyderabad cricket. Is with playing his name is Fahad Jhada, mm-hmm. who played for Hyderabad in the Ranji Trophy back in 2012-13, but. then he he played a couple of games and then somehow he was sidelined due to injury and then he couldn't really make a comeback into the squad mm-hmm. but what i respect a lot about him that uh, he is an extremely studious person and once he got to know that he wasn't going to be able to make a comeback into the ranji trophy side he pursued a cfa which is a chartered <coughs> chartered financial analyst wow. degree mm-hmm. pursued that wow. and and today as of now he's for, he he has a job in this investment bank called goldman sachs oh goldman sachs yes that's that's yeah, he, really he has a, he's a top top and high paying job there and that's what i respect about him a lot that being someone who's played first class cricket was de- de- devoted all his life to cricket to be able to make that shift to be able to yeah. move to knowing uh, knowing when to you know when to leave it and knowing and knowing that as well plus being able to do it because because see a cfa is on par with a chartered accountancy course so it's yes. really difficult and to see someone whom i've seen playing cricket alongside me rather against me to see someone who's done that you know hats off really you know genius of the highest kind because you don't really right. see you know, sports person sports persons or cricketers to be that studious or be that good in their academics but aaj mm. uh, actually showed me the way I really like him and respect him for that. Wow, yeah. You know? Wonderful. You know speaking of studious, the man himself is talking. Again, guys are being very kind. <laughs> no, you, you I don't uh, teachers even used to talk about you as far as I remember. Every single teacher. <laughs> I think I can I can go back for to our rules and ask for postman and I bet they would really. know you. Bet they would know you. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't go out so, of way to do it. It just happened. I can't. No. So I mean, for for those of guy for those of you guys who are who are watching this, who are listening to this, our schedule in school was very very difficult. We used to we need to be at the practice by five thirty, but Mr. Bohul Baumik he used to be there at five fifteen, and then. after the practice we had to go to school directly which was like 10 kilometers away from our camp then after school again we had to come directly to the camp for practice again and by the time we reached home it was easily 8 8:30 in the night so mohal uh, how did you manage your cricket and studies i mean you're still a topper till mba you are a topper so how how were you able to switch from a cricket life and you know swap to go into a study mode 
it was difficult yeah. like you said it, it was extremely difficult in the schedule that you said santosh because going waking being there at the academy at 5:15 required me to wake up at you know 4:30 4:30 odd and right. that was difficult to wake up that early then go to the academy practice then go to school spend 6 to 7 hours in school then go back to practice then come back home you're really tired and you don't really you're not really oriented to do anything apart from going to bed yes but it, it was difficult but i think i'd like to say that i, I, I right from the beginning i was really interested in doing things or you know i won't call it doing things or rather say that i didn't want to limit myself to being just to being known as just a cricketer i wanted no, to be a one trick pony yeah yes mm. i i wanted to expand my horizons always so that was one motivation that i i always wanted to know about things that interested me and what helped was that i i had a library at home i still do so that helped a lot so i wow. have a library yeah. of my own at so reading a lot of books from a young age developed a lot of interests other than cricket so mm-hmm. that helped and once that that got to a serious level then at one stage you, i couldn't really stop myself because at that time the motivation was not to get marks or you know top the charts or anything the motivation was only to know about a particular thing or a particular idea true that true that was the basic motivation about it because right from the beginning i i didn't want to be you know remembered as or known as just mohul the cricketer so that, that, yeah, that curiosity curiosity does wonders that's curiosity true, that's that's literally to 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 paraphrase steve waugh then i'd say that i want i didn't want to be remembered as a man of cricket but not just of cricket Wow! So, wow! Yeah, that, wow. That, that, that's, that's wonderfully put. Yeah, I wanted to expand my horizons, and that's the same as well. That's why I have continued. You know, I had the opportunity of you know stopping after my graduation, but I decided to pursue an MBA because I really mm. wanted to challenge myself and see how good I would be. And that that was one big motivation behind it. That I really always wanted to you know expand my interests and expand my horizons, so that when you know i and a lot of my relatives and a lot of people of my extended family are you know distinguished in academic fields hmm. so whenever i got talking to them or when i whenever we you know met up i didn't want to feel i didn't want to feel you know left out of their conversation true, i wanted to true. feel heard and the only way of doing that was by, was by educating myself i couldn't really bash on i didn't i didn't want them to think that oh he's just a cricketer he's just a sports person he keeps playing all day hmm. and he doesn't don't know about things so that was a very big motivation as well and having friends of that sort having friends who were you know intellectuals if you like hmm. that was important so that I was think, the reason you actually changed you actually changed the way people uh, look at sportsmen in andros because uh, you know people felt that sportsmen never study in andros particularly yes, yes. because our teacher teacher used to you know see us in a particular way but uh, <laughs> you, you 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 changed it completely and you were actually an inspiration for you know for us coming behind you guys i mean you guys you, you know you were uh, people we used to look up to either in cricket or you know in academics and that made us a good students also yeah man you i don't know if it was uh, intentionally or unintentionally that you have inspired me you see like so i i would like to accept to the point that you know teachers look at different way towards sportsmen because uh, mm-hmm. still 12 i studied in andros till 12 right so there was this player mm-hmm. vishrut i don't know if you are aware of him but he yeah, represented oh uh 
FIFA, India in FIFA futsal. Oh, yeah, he was a goalkeeper and he used to never turn to school. Even if he used to turn, he used to be this shy kid who would not talk to much people. And teachers used to, you know, say that, ah, this guy won't come and study, he scores less because he wants to become a footballer. But that wasn't mm. the case with you. And we are truly grateful for that. Being really honest, when, when I look back, I, I don't know, I say this to my friends or whomever I talk to, that Andrews, I don't know about academics or whatever I learned, but the people I met there, or at least I know, were gems. And I still believe agree, agree. the generation three years above from me and three years below, I think somewhere or the other, and even I had, I don't know if you remember, Urmi teacher. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, I do. So I, it was back in my first semester and I screwed up really bad. I screwed up really bad. Uh, and I call her up and I say her and I was grieving. And then she says, Sridham, you don't need to worry about this thing, all right? Uh, you see, St. Andrew's people, wherever they go, they're going to excel. So have trust in your roots over there. And that thing true, stuck true. in my mind. And it was, of course, this impression was created because of people like you. So we are really grateful for that. <laughs> Believe I think I, I, I need to add another point over here. As I said, you know, uh, even in Bhavans, I studied in Bhavans in my 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. people, uh, the teachers over there used to talk about mobile every single time, every single class. You know, uh, as cricketers, you know, mobile, mobile, mobile. We heard only mobile. So I think I had, you know, I had that motivation that, you know, when I leave uh, Bhavans after completing my 11th and 12th, you know, teachers need to speak about me. You know, they need to tell about me to the, you know, to the bats coming up. So I had that uh, motivation in myself. You guys are embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. No, anyway, I, I, didn't, I didn't go out of my way of trying to do anything. I was just being myself. And if it helped, then that's really nice. Exactly. That's that being yourself. To be changed. Yes, that perspective needed to be changed. Because I, I, I was affected by it as well when I first joined St. Andrews. That, you know, teachers actually looked at it in a different way. That Basically, they didn't expect too much from us. Hmm. I wanted that to change, right? I didn't, I didn't really like being, you know, seen in such a way by teachers or, you know, friends. Yeah. I, I wanted them to change and that was another motivation as well. But that, that, that only depends on an individual. You can't really change the entire system or the entire hierarchy of how it's going on or how it's been like for the, because history has been like that you know, because you, you can go back to wherever you want and sports person have historically not been good students, good academic students. Yeah. So, so that's how it has been like. You can only change yourself. There's only one particular individual who can change themselves. You can't change the entire hierarchy. Mm. But see, if you're successful doing that, then nothing like it. If, if that's what inspires you, if that's what, you know, motivates you to do well in your academics as well. Because see, you can't stress how, how important studies are. Yes. Going to, uh, so apart from being just a backup plan in case your career doesn't work out, they're also a very good way of, you know, educating yourself in general, which is very important. You don't need to be qualified or educated only to get a job. You need to be educated to become a good citizen of the country, which is really important. Hmm. That is what a good education does. Wow. As you said, St. Andrews had that 
you know that atmosphere of or, or, or the people or the teachers or the friends the people I, I i agree with you the people i met in st andrews highly highly illuminated and you know visionaries luminary city like true the people andrews was a wonderful place growing up absolutely absolutely you you don't really judge an educational institute by the number of percentage its students get yes you judge an education institute only by, by the atmosphere that it provides its students to or the the freedom that it gives its students to think independently and i think mm-hmm. that's what intenders gave to all of us true very true very true i think the way i ch- i mean the way i looked at life it really got changed because i came from dav uh, dav was it was protective you know dav was a protective environment i studied from lkg to 7th in uh, dav and coming to andrews it was completely a different culture and that has made me who i am because uh, i was actually a shy kid from when i was coming from dav mm. but andrews made me open up i actually got to realize more about myself true absolutely wonderful wonderful place and we're all lucky to have been Yes. I've, I've gone to school there. Yes. Lucky is the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I realized it at the time, though. I I didn't realize it at the time. I only realized after I passed out of school. But now <laughs> that I look back on that period of time, then yes, I'd have to say that yes, it was probably one of the best years, some of the best years of my life. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Mohul, I mean, uh, from the day we started our journey in on this earth, there might have been yeah. a lot of lessons which life has taught you. so what is one lesson in life uh, that has taught you which will stick with you forever or which was that one, one lesson le- which you know keeps recurring back so you get it right uh see it's been 21 years so thought of lessons have been learned along the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, pointing out one particular lesson is going to be difficult but let me see uh, hmm well i i don't really you know believe or understand lessons per se but if you'd ask me then one thing that i really like to believe in is that the only thing as as i said earlier the only thing you can control is the process you have you can't really control the results mm. because and automatically if you control your processes then the result is going to be taken care of mm. that is one thing i really believe in and that was really emphasized into Uh, my brain after i read this book called deep work by can you put it's a self help book and mm-hmm. there i realized that the only thing that distinguishes you from the person next to you mm-hmm. is the kind of work you do or the level of work you do so it's only your work that differentiates you it doesn't right. it, it doesn't matter the it doesn't matter how many mercedes benzes you have or bmws you have yeah, or houses you have minds you have the only thing that differentiates me from my neighbor or from another person is the level of work or the work in essence that i do that is important and that's what i try to imbibe in myself that the only thing i want to be remembered by maybe uh, 60 70 years later is the kind of work that mohul bhomik had put in and that's the work ethic yes the work ethic or, or the kind of or a particular thing if, if uh, i can say if, if that work is in cricket or that work is in poetry i want to be remembered as that i don't want to be remembered as how many rolls royces i had or how many bungalows i had I, 
how much of wealth had accumulated i only wanted to be i want to be remembered by that c mohul bhamik he was so and so he did this he 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 achieved whatever he has and he has made an impact he has he has you know kind of left an impression upon this world otherwise i don't think there's any point of living this life if you're not leaving anything behind you you're living this life you're living for if you're fortunate enough you're living for 80 to 90 years hmm. if you're not living anything then what is the difference between you and say a tree or an animal who doesn't have the ability to do anything wow so if you're blessed with the ability to do something then you should really make the most or make use out of make use of it i'd say so i want to be remembered for my work if 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 i'm fortunate enough to play test cricket for india in the future i want to be remembered for that if not then i want to be remembered for my poetry or if not whatever or wherever whatever life takes me i want to be remembered for my work i want to be remembered that yes mohul bhamik he was someone yes he wasn't yes. just a passenger or he wasn't just a passenger that yes he came on this earth and he did something he didn't leave this world without having you know made an impact that's what i want to be remembered as right wow. you you for, for now i think you did a amazing job you are remembered as mohul bhavik <laughs> no 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 I've, I've so yeah it's still yet to come i think uh one uh, i mean few of the last questions okay so uh, yes. what is what is success according to you like how do you measure success and growth uh, do you use any values or metrics like how do you even know that uh, if you are doing justice to your potential how do you do that uh well a really easy way of you know judging that is by putting the you of today versus the you of yesterday wow yes how different are you how different are you mm. how different are you of today from the you of yesterday even if you've improved by 0.01% then yes you're on the right track Hmm. but if you're not that skilled, it doesn't matter because you don't improve in one day it takes years it takes decades for changes to come so that's how you can judge success otherwise i'm i'm really big on morals i'm really big on ethics so i i'd like to believe that it doesn't really matter how good you, you are in, in in performing for a sport or writing poetry in the end what matters is how good a person you are because people are going to remember you for that hmm. very few still are going to remember you for what you've done although yes deep work as i said earlier is extremely important but being a good person it cannot be you know emphasized much hmm. it's it's really important right wow. that's wonderful so think that should be all for this episode mohul uh, is there something else you want to tell to the listeners the young players or the people who are in their mid 20s or whatever it is the listeners well I, i don't really think i'm qualified enough to you know give out tips to young cricketers or people in their 20s but i'd just like to say that if if if, if anyone is if anyone wants to you know go go behind their dreams or you know chase what they want or want to really achieve something in life then there are limitless possibilities there is no end to the possibilities in life you can Hmm. You can do whatever you like if if you develop develop a particular interest behind it and you're dedicated enough to do it then there's no limit behind things hmm. you're working hard enough and if and if the level of your work is deep enough then i don't think that success should elude you wow wow really well said
So that's the most humble, <laughs> inspiring, wise. I don't know. There are many adjectives to you know describe you, Mohul. Uh, but then you'd say that we are embarrassing you. I guess uh, we, we are having fun over here, though. <laughs> but you guys are very kind. That's that's Mohul for you all, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. <laughs>